A big welcome to those who are watching or listening online. So great to have you as part of our services. And can I say, do, do write to us if the messages have blessed you in any way. We would love to hear from you. Church, can we say a big hello to those who are joining us online? Fantastic, fantastic. So today we conclude our blessed series with our annual sacrificial offering. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love giving money away. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I, know you, I know you do. I know you do. But if you're here for the first time or visiting, I want to say, don't freak out. I just want to say, be relaxed. Don't freak out. What we're doing here today is not something that we do every week. And if you are a visitor, I do want to make it clear that you are absolutely under no pressure at all to give. But if you've been part of this church for a while, no, you're also not under any uh, pressure to give. We want to do what we're doing today out of obedience to God. Second Corinthians 9 verse 7 puts it like this, each of you, and this is why we've taken a few weeks to prepare for this. This is the third week we've been preparing for this. Second Corinthians 9 7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, I'll say that again. God loves a cheerful giver. Yes, that's, uh, <laughs> I was getting worried there for uh, uh, for from and, and, and again, if we're not cheerfully giving, don't give it because that kind of sucks, right? Let's give. Let's let's give out of the goodness and generosity of our heart. I love how the message paraphrase puts the passage. It it just expands a little bit more. It says it says this, the same passage. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over. That's why we did the three weeks. And make up your own mind what you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. Come on. God loves it when the giver delights in giving. Can I hear a good amen for that? So absolutely no pressure. But once a year, we take a few moments to speak around and prepare for this day, for this sacrificial offering. And today's the day where we who... Uh, call Connect Church Home, believe God together for significant provision, significant financial provision yeah. for the vision of Connect Church. Why? Why do we, why do we need money? Why do we, why do we even need money? Can't God just do it all? Why do we need money? Well, money says to vision, I can release you. Right. Money says to a need, I can help you. I read this in a book this week by Paul DeYoung, who, you know, I get the privilege of meeting with him once a year for a couple of days. And he and I go down to Queenstown and, I mean, he pays for it all. He, he's an amazing guy, but he's got a significant church up in Auckland, some 8,000, 9,000 people or perhaps more every Sunday. But he's written a book called God, Money and Me. And I was reading a portion of it this week and what I read actually blew my mind, he said this, he said, if all Christians actually followed God's prescription for miracle breakthrough, the global impact would be phenomenal. In other words, if Christians just did what the Bible said when it came to the area of finances, if they just, if they just did what the Bible says, basically, he's like, we could change the world. And he's not talking about out there, he's talking about the church. He's talking about the church. If we could, we, 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 we could ch literally change the world. He says this, it was calculated that 
25 billion every year could relieve global hunger. How many think that's a good idea? That's a noble cause. 25 billion. 25 billion every year could relieve global hunger, starvation, and deaths from preventable diseases in just five years. 12 billion could eliminate illiteracy in five years. 15 billion, if the church would just do its thing, and, 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 and about 15 billion could solve all of the world's water and sanitary problems, specifically in areas where people live on less than $1 a day. And then 1 billion could fully fund all the overseas missions work that is out there. 1 billion would take care of that. But get this, get this. If all the Christians just did that, that would take care of all those things. But get this. Here's what will be left over. And every year there would still remain an excess of between 100 billion and 110 billion that could use, be used to propagate the purposes of God. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. Wow. If Christians would just do what God wants them to do. You know, I think of our recent trip to Israel. I mean, it was a miracle for us. It really was. It was like, man, this is such a God God thing. And, you know, free airfares and free hotels and plenty of free food. I want to say I've been on a diet since I've been back. I mean, they would lay it on. It was a banquet. Every meal was a huge uh, uh, banquet at every hotel we uh, we went to, and I through the through the time I was saying to Anita, I was saying, "How much is this costing?" I was like, "Cause we got to remember, it was like we had ten days to decide." Someone said, "You want to go here? It is ten days." Okay, well, next thing you know, we're on a plane going o over there. We didn't have to pay a cent. It was just like amazing, a, a miracle. But I'd say to Anita, "How much is this?" Oh, look at my grandson, oh, Joshua. It's going to take down some Jerichos. Come on, somebody. Amen, amen. I believe it right there. I was like, how much is this costing? Probably about a little aside, little rabbit thing. He's cute. He looks like Kyle. He really does. So. But I, I started thinking, how much is it going to cost? Probably about 10 grand, 10 grand. Probably more than 10 grand that this is, is costing. I could only... Yes, and uh, but but it was a miracle. It was a God thing. There's no doubt yeah. doubt about it, about it. But here's what I know: what was a miracle and free for me was the result of someone else's obedience to God. Come on, because I know the plane tickets didn't just fall from the sky. <laughs> Suddenly, one day we woke up and <laughs> like the dove going <laughs> down. No, it didn't happen like that. Someone sent them from America. I didn't go to the hotel and. Uh, when we went to check in and said, God's provided for all this, they said, get out. <laughs> no, no, somebody else had paid for that. Somebody else had stepped in. Someone, somebody else had made that happen. What was a miracle and free for me was a result of someone else's obedience to God. Who was that somebody? I don't know. I, I don't know, but what I do know is that it was somebody who understands their number one. Amy's leaving. She always gets stressed out when we're talking about money. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. Come back. I don't know who the person was. But what I do know is that was somebody who understood their number one, blessed to be a blessing. Number two, that it's all his. It all belongs to him. That was stewards and not owners. And number three, they understood the principle of you reap what you sow. We've been talking about it over the last few weeks. 
See, the sacrificial offering, what it does is it helps us at Connect Church be that miracle somebody for someone else. Just like someone else was a miracle somebody for me, through the sacrificial offering, it helps us to be that somebody for somebody or someone else. Someone else like Pastor Prem, who if you remember, it's almost one year ago to the day, their, their church, I mean, we've had some heavy rain this morning. And, and, and we remember almost a year to today that their bamboo and tin building, Connect Church and, and Convoy in India collapsed. It, it, it fell down. Just imagine that. It's a pretty stressful event. You're here one week. The next week, church is gone. It's just collapsed. It's fallen. It's fallen fallen down. They lost it almost one year ago, but we were able to help them. We were able to give resources to help them rebuild. We also financed their entire media setup, their multiple screens, computers, LEDs, projectors, monitors, all that kind of thing. We were able to finance that. We were able to be somebody else's miracle. Danica, of course, who was Danica with a really long name, who is now Danica Manda. They were holding hands before. It was so, so nice. I was like, stop that. Oh, no, you're allowed to do that. You're married. You're married now. But Danica went over and set it all up for them on the outreach team there so they could get an understanding of how to work it. And I know for Prem, during that time, one year ago, it was one of the hardest times in his life. I mean, he, he told me he would just sit in the, in the middle of the concrete pad, the building's collapsed, going, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yet we know that God came through. Oh, come on, I'll say that again. We know that God yeah. came through, but He came through using people like you. Yeah. It was people like you that were used to make that happen. And last year, of course, he sent a short clip as the building got underway and he started to see that there is hope out of this storm, hope out of this uh, wreckage. And I just thought I'd play that video uh, again. It's just a short video that shows Prem saying thanks for the work. This was from a year ago. If we can show that video, that'd be great. So we all came together unitedly. We believed in God. We believed in Jesus. We started this work. 24th July today is the 16th day. So far, so far, miraculously we have completed. This is very fast going work. And I appreciate your prayer, your love, your support, especially financial support for us. All this year you stood and supported. Now even to build this building, you all are supporting. I am grateful to you, you all with all my heart. As my family, my wife, Sangeeta, myself, all we are grateful and thankful to you. God bless you, Connect Church. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amen, amen, amen. Come on. You know, I asked Pastor Prem this week, I was like, how's that? Because it's monsoon. It's a year, so we're back in that monsoon. I was like, how's the new 
building handling this year's monsoon. He's like, no problem at all. The, the rain's just really loud on the tin roof. I mean, you should have heard the rain before in the earlier service. I mean, it was loud here. You imagine directly on a tin roof. He's like, it is, it is really loud. But by building this building, this has allowed them to do their ministry unhindered. Their Easter service, as you know, was uh, uh, packed out. They just had a, 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 a full house there, which was good. Their services are growing. That Just a couple of weeks ago, they had their prayer service or family uh, prayer service. And I want to say they, they are like incredible at prayer. They pray way more uh, than us. We can, we can learn so many lessons uh, uh, from that. It's important to know that they do pray for us and believe God and are also uh, uh, praying with us today uh, uh, as we uh, do this. But, but, but again, God has done incredible uh, things. And understand, this is not just a one-off that's happening. We have been supporting them now for 20 plus years. And so this is one of the things that God is doing and, 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 and using us to, to do. Prem sent another video yesterday as they get ready to celebrate a year in the building. And he's got an important message uh, for us as New Zealanders uh, today. So if we can roll the clip he sent uh, yesterday, that would be fantastic. Now, it is going to complete one year of this church building when it was collapsed on 16th July 2018. Now, it's almost one year. Now, this building is standing very strong and people are enjoying, people are coming here to worship. Therefore, you also are part. You also stretch out your hand of grace and help in building this church. I want to thank you. Thank you, Pastor Adam and uh, Pastor Anita White and all uh, the church members. And I especially want to congratulate you for Black Caps entered the final. I have told Ian Dennis that New Zealand is going to win this World Cup, 2019 World Cup. He said, Pastor Prem, are you sick? I said, no, this will happen. And my best wishes that New Zealand team will win this World Cup. God bless you all. Thank God you so bless much. You. Come on, most important. And everybody said, amen, amen. The game's on, I think, uh, tonight. So it's uh, just great what God is doing. Money says to vision, I can release you. Money says to a need, I can help you. And of course, we are aware as we, uh, we even meet here today that we are seated in a miracle. We are seated in a miracle today. We are able to be here because somebody heard and obeyed God and gave 50 acres of land, prime real estate, to the church. I mean, who does that? Who, who, how many would like someone to give you 50? Thank you. I see the hand. I see. Uh, and the rest of us are going, oh, yeah, that's like, that's like blows your mind. Who, who does that? I, I was there when the deal went down, when it was like signed over. It's like, this is a miracle. This is miraculous. But as a result of that, somebody obeying God and your consistent and faithful giving over the years, many lives have been impacted and are being impacted because of that obedience. Not just here, but 
but around the nation and the nations. And I, can I just say, I don't say that lightly. I mean, you know, sometimes your, your prophets will come in and they'll say that, oh, you're going to touch the nations. And that's, you know, that's, uh, that's nice. I, I was reading a prophetic word by a guy named Jim LaFoon this week who spoke over us some 10 years or so ago. And as I was reading, I was like, this is happening today. This is not, I'm not just saying it lightly. This is happening. We really are having an impact, and not just here, but in the nation and the nations. Uh, there are, of course, many areas I could speak about towards that today, but today I really only want to do one area to help us uh, see, that, uh, see that. There are other areas we could have spoken about over the last few weeks. Of course, we've talked about our work with Jews for Jesus in Israel. Last week, of course, we talked about the incredible work that Sari Saturday has accomplished over 11 years, nearly 70, come on, one more time, 70 grand to help feed kids and uh, uh, stuff. Just incredible things. There's uh, the stuff we do with uh, Tanika, and we've got some uh, exciting things that we want to do. We'll tell you a little bit about that a few weeks uh, from now. We want to partner with them to help make something happen uh, uh, for them because they do an incredible work. Uh, uh, Work And so there's so many things we could put out there. But I just want to, in the time that we have, spend a few moments and just take one area of impact. You know, and what is it? It's, it's the work that we do with New Life. You know, as a church, the part we play leading all the New Life churches across New Zealand, the 10,000 people who make up New Life, I want to tell you it's having an impact way past what we can see. It's having an impact way past what we realized. Like I said, what people have prophesied is now happening. We are helping strengthen and grow churches. How? By training new pastors and up-and-coming pastors right here in this, in this place, in this very building through Unleash. We get people from all over the nation, South Island, North Island. If you thought, what does Pastor Adam do? He works on Sundays. He does a couple of hours work. He's got the rest of the... We, we do stuff. Come on, somebody. We do stuff. We do stuff like this, helping stir up and encourage these uh, new up-and-coming pastors to be the best they can be, to learn. People like Daryl and Phil Green who have just taken over Oasis Church in the Hutt Valley, just doing two young Samoan boys. They're, they're doing an amazing, amazing job bringing life back into uh, uh, the, the church there. And when I went there uh, to speak as we did the praying them in as the senior pastors, as we went and did that, they they they. They'd set up a guest speaker lounge, and as I came in, they said, "See, we learned how to do this on at Unleashed." And I was like, "Man, that is awesome, dudes! That is awesome!" And they had it all flashed up, and they made it nice for all the guests that were coming. And that was stuff that we just teach them how to do—just some of the practical sides of of ministry. But it has a tremendous impact. People like Lucky Tikoha. Lucky T. Koha, he was one of our uh, uh, students uh, last year at Unleashed. And, and, and I want to say he's a rough diamond. He's a rough diamond. He's only been saved for a while. I'm just thanking God that he's no longer putting F in his Facebook and it wasn't faith. Come on, somebody. <laughs> wasn't talking about faith, but God has changed him. This guy was an enforcer. He was an enforcer. If you don't know what that is, he was just, it wasn't lucky to meet Lucky in a dark alley. I just want to tell you, okay? He sorted people out for stuff. But God, he's had a radical encounter with God. God has turned his life around. 
And so just as he came here, he was so blessed. Actually, we gave him a little time to speak on the uh, stage. And he's like, wow, I've never done anything like this in my life. But God has turned his life around, given him a soft heart. But here's the thing, as he's trained here, he's now going back to his hometown up north. He's taken over a marae and has basically refurbished the marae for the people there and has been given permission to start a church inside uh, the marae. And here's the thing, lucky can reach people we never could. Lucky can reach people that we, 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 we could never reach. Or change, it looks like they're going to have a fight here. Go to the next one. Yeah, they're, no, they're all friends. It's all okay. It's all okay. So they've sorted out. But he's reaching people we could never reach here. And he's trained here. The impact of what we do here changes lives. It, it, it strengthens Churches, the way we're able to help pastors all over New Zealand is they go through struggles and battles. Pastors do have struggles. Pastors do have uh, uh, battles, you might think we're perfect, but we're not. No, okay, that was a joke. All right, so, so, so the reality is that pastors go through struggles and battles. One pastor wrote to us, when our church experienced a considerable painful season, without the intervention and support and guidance of new life, we are certain our church and our leadership would not have survived. We are immensely thankful for the wisdom of New Life and its leadership who went to great measures to ensure our church remains a beacon of hope in our city. Well, that's really nice. Who was that? It was Pastor Wesley Smith who was sent out from here. He was one of our associate pastors sent out. to. He went through a hell year. And because of the love and support and the freedom you give us to minister in, we are able to help them pass through a very difficult time. That's what we do. There are so many things, the other facets, the storm camps that Grace and Kyle run right across the nation and help make happen. The elevates that we've just been running. Some of you went to the one in Palmerston North where we had over a thousand people right across the country uh, attending those elevates. We put that together. And can I just say, we've got an incredible team who does all of that in the church. Can we thank them and make that? Not just serving here. Again, it's important to realise what we're doing here is not just serving here. We're serving a nation, trying to help churches right across the nation. And it's making a difference. It can really shift uh, churches. The, the album, of course, that's come out, I, I, I mean, today, I mean, as a church, we sung two of our own songs, which is pretty cool and the amazing work Helen Dennis and the team do. And come on, again. Uh, the, the, the songs have been sung by other churches and, of course, have been listened to all over the world. And of course, the conference that we, uh, we run, I mean, that's blowing my mind how much that has changed. There was a day we used to run the conference here. And if we had 230 people, we said, big conference today, <laughs> big conference today, 230 people. New Life baptised more than 300 people this year. Come on, somebody. That's a... Uh, <laughs> That's the stuff that blows my mind. I mean, we've we moved into mega territory now. And so the, the, the conference, when I think about it, is on a scale that just blows my mind. And like I say, our team do an incredible job. And a few weeks ago, our exec team were meeting here. They'd flown from all over the country. They're meeting in the church here and in the new auditorium down that end. If you haven't had a look, we've done that up. Go and have a, uh, have a look at it, the children's space in, in there. But we turned that into an exec team uh, sort of room, like a conference room. But while we were spending time, we got a, a little video clip from 
Andres Bassini, who was one of the speakers at the uh, conference, he sent it to us and, uh, you know, we watched it. And I want to say as us as leaders, we watched that video for the first time. We got goosebumps on our goosebumps just because the, the, the reality is it's like, we're doing this. We're, this is a part of what we are doing, if you like, in the nation to affect uh, the nation. Of course, he captured a bit of what he does in his ministry there. And I know many of you would have seen it, but there'll be quite a lot who have not seen it. But I want us to understand, I want to play it for us now. And just remember that this is what we do. This is what we get to be a part of. Let's watch that video right now. Holy Spirit is the one who illuminates your heart for you to see the sacrifice of Jesus. For you to see that you don't have to pay for your sin, but He took upon Himself the punishment that we deserve. That He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. He paid the price. He paid it all on the cross for us. I thought a raindrop just dropped out of the ceiling and touched me on the shoulder. I, I heard a, a pop. It was dry and nobody touched me and, and the, the shoulder is good again. And No pain. Let me see you move it. No, it's good. Then I felt such a warmth in my heel and now I'm standing on, there's no pressure. And right now it's just so soothing. It's just like there's nothing there. As I was there, I was praising, and I started getting this crazy burning sensation in my stomach, like this ball of fire. This crazy burning in my stomach, and my arms just full locked up, legs locked up, had this crazy, like, electricity, psycho pins and needles going around my body, and um, it was just incredible. But be filled with the Holy Spirit, and it will cause your life to go from glory to glory. Be filled with the Spirit and your life will shine and shine and shine for the glory of Jesus. So be filled with the Spirit and you will receive power to be His witness. Be filled with the Spirit and you will experience joy in His presence. You will experience peace and you will experience the love of God in your life. Jesus told His disciples, it is to your advantage that I go away. It's like... I was just off the ground and all my weight was gone away and it just the pain was gone. Let me see, you can see a difference, move it. I couldn't do that at all. You couldn't do that before. Now there's no more pain? There's nothing. This is good news. He's giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. If you want to have joy, peace, righteousness, make a decision to repent from your sins and make a decision to believe and trust in the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for you. And believe me, the Spirit of God will come inside of you. The Spirit of God will fill your heart with joy, with peace, with righteousness. You can experience joy in this world. You can experience heaven in your life. And this is found in the Holy Spirit.
into this world to manifest His power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. In Auckland, New Zealand, Jesus Christ is Lord! Remember, we do this. Connect Church, you do this. And it touches the nation. And of course, the impact of that runs way past the days that we do it. It goes for a couple of days, but the impact of it, I want to tell you, it changes churches. It has changed churches. I've had people say, our entire church has changed because of what happened at that conference. A few weeks ago, Anita and I had the opportunity to go over and speak to about 80 leaders at a church called Lane Park in Upper Hutt. And it's a church that's been maybe struggling for a while, got an incredible facility, a 1,000-seater auditorium, but needing to get the people to fill it. They've been looking to, how can we, how can we connect with something bigger to, to enable us to go to the next level? And so we had the opportunity of going, sharing with all of their leaders. And at the end of it, they came and said, we're in, we're in. And so here's the beautiful part of their story. Originally, 50 years ago, they were a New Life Church for about one year. And they pulled out, did their own thing. But they're saying today, we want to come home. We can see that God is doing something powerful in this movement. And so they've come, become a part of New Life. Come on, thank God, somebody. And it's just because we're able to do what we do. And not to mention Vanuatu, the churches that are there. We've had a relationship for many years. But they've just officially written to us just a couple of, couple of months ago that sent this official letter from their national leadership saying, hey, we want to, I know we've had an informal relationship, but we want to, we, we understand that God is doing something powerful uh, among you. So we want to formally say that we want to be a part of what God is doing in this movement. We as the churches of Vanuatu, we want to we be a part of your, your new life movement to see what God is doing. Friends, I'm not just saying it lightly when I say we're impacting not just here, not just the nation, but the nations. Come on, somebody. We do that. And sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes we can't always get it. We're here in a, a, on a Sunday and out on a Monday, but we, we've got to understand God is doing something significant. And of course, I sit there under all of that and you know, watch moments. Sometimes I have to just stop, pinch myself and go... You know, and watch a video like that and go, man, it is incredible what God is doing and has done. But then I have to start to think, what's he going to do if that's what he's done now? Friend, I want to tell you, I don't want to just rest on what God did five years ago or two years ago. How, how many know the future is brighter? Come on, somebody. How, how many know we're about three of you? Come on. The future is brighter. As we continue to fulfill our mission to connect people to Jesus and their purpose, not just here, but wherever God gives us favor. I want to be a part of it. As money says to vision, I can release you. Money says to a need, I can help you. Can the worship team come? And I want to take a moment and Thank those, even as we prepare for our offering. Now, I want to thank those who have already stepped up. 
I mean, it's, it's one of those things that happens. I think most years people step up and, and, and just blow me away even before the, the, the offering even starts. Somebody, people came and said, look, we want to sow. We're not here this week. We want to sow. Some people gave already, but I know somebody else stepped up and gave $12,000 this week. They're like, man, we're in, we're in, we're in. That's the target, everybody. No, so don't freak out. Don't freak out. Stress. But some one person said, I'm, I, I, I'm in. This is good soil. I'm in. And they gave $12,000 towards that. I'm not saying that to put pressure on you. Deuteronomy 16 verse 17 says, Every man shall give as he is able. What are you able? Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God let me say the offering is something that's important to understand it's not our tithe because we, we, we don't actually have our tithe it's his tithe it's his tithe and our offering the offering is over and above our normal normal giving and it is a sacrificial offering there's a cost there is a cost to it that's why we spend a few weeks preparing ourselves for it. But as you came in today, you would see an envelope on your, on your seat. And if you can just grab that, grab that now. If you don't have an envelope, the ushers or you don't have a pen, that you can fill that out. The ushers will be able to give you a pen and an envelope. And I did this in the last show. I've got to do it. Isn't Sean looking slim and uh, trim? I'm just like, um, it's like, like, how many kilos have you lost, uh, Sean? 26. 26. Come on, come on. And I know Linda and that both been working on it. It's just rude to ask a lady. Amen. Come on. But it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. God's doing some amazing things in their life. As we prepare for our offering today, there are three options on the envelope. Three options, and I don't want to rush rush this. If you want to, you can start filling it out now. But option number one is you can give a one-off sacrificial amount, payable by cash into the envelope. You can put that in there, put your name and things and it's important to put your name on it don't not put your name because remember whatever you give you get a third back anyway whatever you're going to get so maybe you want to calculate that into your offering as well whatever you give the government's going to give you a third back we don't need your tithe number we can work that all out on the computer if you don't know that the computer does all that automatically so there's that option so you can do that with fpos after the service you can fill in the envelope and then go and take that to the F-Pass after the service. If you're wanting to do credit card on the back there, just fill out those details. If you're tech savvy, you can go to the church website, connectchurch.nz and select giving. And uh, you can fill in the spaces there. As you can see, this is live right now. Someone very generous has uh, uh, a million is spelt with two L's, just saying, you know. But you can fill those in. And you can just do a one-off gift. If you need to do a recurring uh, uh, gift or whatever, you can do that. It's a great way to set up also for your regular giving. We can do it all on the computer now. It takes it easy, no problem, very easy 
easy to do. The second option is a one-off pledge amount. Maybe I know there are people here who have businesses and they don't always get their tax because we, we do this on purpose around the tax time. They don't always get their tax back and they say, well, we will do that in October. That's when we get rounded all up and so on. And so they, they pledge uh, amounts. So that's another option you can do. You can pledge, write that on the envelope. Maybe say, well, yes, I'm going to give that in October or what, whatever. The third option is if you want to say, well, I can't give a big amount, but I, I want to give a pledge of you know, $50 a week or $500 a month or whatever it is for this many months. This is my pledge and what I'm believing God, God for. And again, speaking to those who are watching or listening online, we do want to give you the opportunity also to give and feel free to... Um, Go to the website and scroll up to the giving area and fill in the form. And we would so love and appreciate your participation in what we're doing here, here today. And for those here, remember, if you're going, oh man, the, what he's just said has confused me. I don't know what to do. Understand this. After the service, you can go to the guest services desk and somebody will be there to help you understand and will help you through the whole process. Just go to the desk and say, I want to give a million dollars. How do I do that? And they will help you through it. Dear, if you can come. So as we get ready to receive the offering, just before that, I want to say, what you sow today, it's important that you understand, what you sow today is seed. A seed sown will produce a harvest for the one who sows it. You know it's an irrevocable law. We've talked about it. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. It's just like gravity. It's just how the world, it doesn't matter whether you believe it. It just works. That's the way it works. Genesis 8, 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. And so now when it comes to our giving, of course, it's very important that we should never give to get. And if we have that, well, if I give this to God, this will happen. We, that should never be our motive. We should never give to get. That should never be our motive. Yet, it is important, and I hope you get this. It is important to understand that every farmer believes in the authority of a sown seed to produce a real harvest. Or I'll say that again. We don't give to get, but listen, we understand the power of the seed. Every farmer believes in the authority of a sown seed to produce a real harvest. Because the farmer understands that's what seeds planted in good soil do. They just do that. You plant the seed, how God's designed it, that's what will happen. So as you sow seed today, I want to ask you, what harvest are you personally believing God for. Maybe you've started a business. I was talking to someone yesterday morning, had breakfast with him, just saying, how are you and what, what's going on and how's life? He said, I've started a business. I was like, that's so exciting. I love it when people start businesses. Why? Because it can change people's lives, not just their life. It can employ people. It can take care of a family. So I want to see every business in this church blessed. 
That's a good place to say amen. Right there. But what are you personally believing for your family? What are you believing for your business? What are you believing for your relationships? What are you believing for, for your kids? Maybe you're here today and you need a miracle. What, what are you, but maybe in the health area, maybe an addiction thing or whatever, whatever it is. What, what is the change that you want to see happen? What is the miracle that you're believing for? What's the harvest that you're hoping for? For your family, for your business and so on. Might be that this member of my family would give their life to Christ this year. What is it? What's the miracle? Because whatever that is, know this. Your answer is found in the seed you possess today rather than the miracle you need tomorrow. Let me put it another way. Oh, I hope you get this. The farmer understands that the answer to his vision of a harvest is found in the seed he possesses today rather than the harvest he needs tomorrow. Come on. The answer is in the seed. Because the farmer knows only his seed sown will produce a harvest grown. He knows it's today's response that will determine tomorrow's outcomes. See, dreams are always possible when we are willing to sacrifice what we are now for what we could be tomorrow. Or what could we be tomorrow? What could God do through us tomorrow? So, as you, so what fruit do you want to grow? What harvest are you personally believing God for? I'm going to get Pastor Anita to pray in a moment for those miracles, for those businesses, for those things. I'd ask if you're a husband and wife and don't miss that date night next week with Bob and Audrey. I know you'll be blessed. If you know them, you'll be blessed. But if you're a husband and wife, grab, grab your hand. Make sure you're grabbing the right person's hand. As I said, that could be trouble. But grab the hand and, and believe together. Maybe you're needing a health miracle. Let's believe together. We're holding the seed and believing for the harvest. Let's do that as a need of praise. And we get ready to give our offering. Uh, that's on. Go. Talk. God, we thank you. We thank you for this rich soil. We thank you for the seed that you've given yes, us, God. Jesus. God, as we put the seed down into this rich soil, we pray, God, miracles and dreams to come out. God, we pray salvation in family. We pray restoration in marriages. God, we pray uh, children. We pray children to come back. We pray for businesses to flourish, God. We pray, God, that many will be touched through this seed. God, we pray that you would come and water this seed that would bear much fruit, much fruit. We thank you for everyone that is sowing today. We pray you bless, you enrich, you touch, you heal, you restore, you renew. We thank you for families here, God. We thank you for that spouse that um, is uh, not working with you. God, we pray even, even that miracle to come to pass today, the children to come back, the prodigals to come back. In Jesus' name.
Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So now the ushers come and let us receive the offering as we do that. While that's happening, I want to take the opportunity to thank you who faithfully give every single week. This is a one-off thing. But there are people every week who sow faithfully into the life of this church. Like I say, this just doesn't happen because it drops out of heaven. It happens because faithful people sow. Faithful people give and Many of you are in this room and I just want to say thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you so much for your faithfulness and also understanding we are not asking you to do anything that we are not prepared prepared to do. I, I, I know for Anita and I, we want to be one of the biggest givers in the life of the church. And Again, this is something that we are doing together as a, as a people and as a body to see what God will do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads for a moment just as we close. You know, I said before about the trip to Israel, I said someone paid the price. We got a free trip to Israel, but it was free for us, but somebody else paid the price so we didn't have to. Can I tell you that's exactly what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. He's paid the price of our sin so we don't have to. It's free, but not cheap. It costs God everything. But because of what He has done, we can know freedom today. Because of what He has done, we can know His grace for us today. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you've been coming to church for a while, maybe you've just turned up today. But you know, even as I'm speaking right now, that you need to get right with God. You can... You know it in your heart already. Your heart's going, this is you. It's like the preacher's speaking right to me. And you're aware that you need to get right with God here today. But here's the good news. All you have to do, like I said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the gift of God, all you have to do is receive the gift. The way that He has made possible. So if you're here today and you know you need to get right with God, in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer. And that prayer is going to say something like, God, come into my life. Be the King of my life. And if you're here today and you're saying, man, Pastor, would you include me in that prayer? Just, I want to be included in that prayer as you pray it. If you're here and you know you need to get right with God, wherever you're sitting, no one looking around, it's a holy moment. Would you just put your hand up? You're just saying, Pastor, include me in that prayer as you pray. Is there anybody who needs to get right with God here today? You, you know it in your knower. Wherever you're sitting, doesn't matter. Don't worry about the person on the left or the right. Do you need to get right with God? Is there anyone here today? Just put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. 
and to get right with Jesus today. Amen. Amen. So Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your provision. Not just for today, but for all the years. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. Can we stand and put our hands together and just honor the King of Kings just one more time?